and mentalhealthjourney.com. Hi guys, hope all well. This is Connor Stone, the founder and content creator at mentalhealthjourney.com. So I know in the last podcast I said that this wasn't going to be a series, but I suppose it isn't just yet. But after I posted the World Mental Health Day podcast, a lot of people got in touch to say that they really enjoyed it. And a few people asked questions about particular topics. And one topic that came up quite regularly was mental health in the workplace. And that's just why I wanted to make this podcast and answer some of those questions and, and give some of the the learnings that that I've had throughout my first year of work because this has been my first year working full-time after leaving college. I've done an internship and a few summer internships before, but I've never worked without having a three-month-long summer holiday at the end of it. And let me tell you, that's always a beast for the mental health. So I guess my year has been about trial and error with this stuff and, and seeing what works for me because the work life isn't as flexible as college time. You can't just pick your own hours and, you know, go off when you need to. And I think at the start, I probably went in and and didn't give myself uh, enough kind of tools to cope with the stress of work. But over time, I I started to develop those a bit more and look into those a bit more. And a lot of that was brought on by some difficult times uh, throughout the year where say for example there's two times where I've had to take a bit of time off work just to get myself right where I was in in a bad place uh, first time would have been in May of this year where just had been very busy with work traveling a lot obviously living away from home I had people coming over to stay with me every weekend and the other weekends I'd be flying back to Ireland Um, there was a bit of illness in my family and a few things happened to some people that I know and it was just a difficult time and it all kind of accumulated to a point where I needed to take some time off work and then the most recent time was actually last week where I had to take a couple of days off work because I was just feeling pretty down and there wasn't really a trigger for it which can be frustrating but that's the thing with mental health at times there isn't a trigger and it can just be a chemical imbalance that leads to down days or anxious days and all that you can do with it is is, is do the things that make you feel a little bit more normal, a little bit more happy. And I knew that I just needed a couple of days to, to get myself right. So I suppose the two things that have really helped me throughout this journey and have limited my, my difficulty with mental health in the workplace have been number one, communication with my employer and with my colleagues. And then number two is mindfulness at work. And I've just developed a few tools that I can do really short exercises that bring me back down to earth that I can actually do at my desk without drawing a huge amount of attention to myself because I know with you know meditation when you when anyone thinks of that they see someone with their eyes closed breathing deeply 
zened out of it and you can't do that at your desk in work unfortunately so i just want to talk you through just a few really short easy exercises that you can do to ground yourself in a stressful work day so the first thing i want to talk about is communication so with communication about mental health i, I kind of saw it in three areas one the first one and probably the most important was communication with myself um through counseling and and through writing and stuff like that just reflecting on my own experiences and working out what was going on with me the next one would have been talking to friends and family and communicating with them how I was getting on and what my what my journey was looking like going forward and then lastly was communication with my employers and my colleagues in a professional sense and I would have done the first of those two pretty much immediately after I had my issues with panic attacks and severe anxiety um, two and a half years ago but with the third one I was a little bit more hesitant I think there is a lot of pressure on young people as they come into the workplace to look invincible and to look like they can do everything and a lot, obviously a lot of that is brought on by ourselves um because we want to look as impressive as possible and and hit the ground running which isn't the worst thing in the world but i think that it can be a dangerous thing to do because it really sets you up for a potential downfall with your mental health where you're creating all this pressure for yourself putting in so much time to work and putting so much energy into work that you might crack and you don't have the support network there um and this is definitely the case for me i i didn't go into work on the first day and say oh listen i've done this and this with my mental health in the past and this has been my experience and this is what i think i'll need to do when i'm working here to make sure that i'm i'm fit and healthy all the way through uh, i just didn't do that now I, I did bring it up in my interview and it was one of the main topics that i went into and even when i started work i had suggested to my manager that you know we get mindfulness training in for the office but i talked about it in a general sense and not in a personal sense at all and i only started to talk about mental health in a personal sense after i had to take time out of work as i said last may and i suppose i had to do this because I, I I was taking time out of work so I couldn't just not give an explanation for it so before I, I left on that break I had to have a sit down with, with my managers so I have two managers for my sectors and then I also have an office manager and I think I was a bit nervous to talk to them about this because as I said before, I I didn't want them to think I was weak or couldn't wasn't up to the job. But when I did meet with them, they were unbelievable. They were straight from the off saying, listen, you need to do what you need to do with this stuff. And it's an illness like any other. We wouldn't be giving out to you if, if you had broken your leg and you're in hospital or if you had the flu and had to take a week off work so why does depression and anxiety have to be any different and I just felt a huge amount of relief from this and they said listen take as much time as you need 
and I took that time I went back to Ireland and I re-energised and I saw my counsellor and I hung out with my family and my friends and my girlfriend and I got my head a little bit right and worked out what path I needed to go on and that was really necessary and I was really grateful to them for letting me do that and then I came back in and and had a follow-up meeting with them and we worked out a new schedule for me for the following months that would take some of the pressure away we talked about reducing travel time and maybe cutting down some of my sectoral work and focusing on one or two particular subsectors for a period of time just to reduce my workload and also the management said listen if you ever need to take a couple hours off here and there come in an hour late leave an hour early if you're feeling really bad that's completely fine if you ever need to take time out to go on a counseling call or go to a you know meditation class or whatever it is feel free just let us know and that was really important because that was a really difficult time for me you know may june july um I it was my first time going through such a thing in the workplace. I'd gone through similar before, but I had time to deal with it because I was in college or I was on holidays. And without their support, I, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. I don't know where I would have went to. So communicating with them just made such a difference. And still to this day, we have a weekly or fortnightly catch-up formally where... We go into a meeting room and I give updates on how I'm getting on and we talk about my workload and we we say whether we think we should up it or or decrease it or keep it as is. And that's really helpful to just make sure that that particular down point doesn't happen again. And then informally, just we talk about it pretty much every day. Um, When my manager asks me how I am when I'm sitting at the desk, I say as is. Um, I don't hide anything and, and people in the office are you know, comfortable asking how I am and uncomfortable asking how they are and it, it started to open a, a just a healthy line of communication between everyone and another part of this I think has probably been the fact that I've started writing these blogs and doing the podcasts because it means not just the management but just every one of my colleagues has been really open about asking me about my mental health, how I'm getting on and even sharing their own experiences and that's been really nice because it's made me feel less shame about what has been going on with me and I feel like I don't need to lie if if I'm going to counselling or if I'm not drinking on a particular night or if I am doing a like yoga meditation course on the weekend instead of going on the piss like because these are things that I need to do and to not lie about it to other people and to myself just gives a bit of inner peace to me so I just recommend anyone to try and open that line of communication with with their employers because I found that I've actually gotten a lot of respect from people for it and it's in no way diminished my reputation I still get as much work done as anyone else but I just do it in in the way that keeps me healthy and happy and my managers and and my colleagues completely appreciate that and it's just been a lot happier place for me to be in so you know not every not every manager is the same not every company is the same but if you keep this stuff down and you don't bring it up you're 
holding yourself back from potentially having an environment like mine that's that's really healthy with this stuff so try it and just see because there's the positives potential positive definitely outweigh the the potential negatives and then i suppose on to um the second part of this podcast and and just uh, mindfulness and work so since i moved to london and started work i've been always like i've been quite good with formal meditation and what i mean by that is like meditating on the training or when i get up in the morning or when i'm going to bed at night but in those in between hours when i'm in work or in my evening time before i go to bed it was more of a best luck with it you know i hope this was enough to mindfulness to last you through the day and that wouldn't always be the case and there'd be times when i'd be wired during work or when i'm home in the evening and hanging out with people so i started to look into a few different short subtle techniques that you can do to to ground yourself and to ground myself at that time and i just want to have a chat through some of them now just some really easy ones and again as i said there'll be a blog accompanying this just if you if you'd rather read it and come back to it rather than listen to me over and over again so the first one that I'm going to talk to you guys about is phone breathing. So I suppose we can all get a bit overwhelmed as we go through our day-to-day lives, be it in work or college or at home. And sometimes to get away from this uncomfortable feeling, we turn to our phones. We watch Netflix or YouTube or go onto social media and see how many likes we've gotten or see what other people are up to. And this can help to distract us, but it doesn't do much for us past the immediate term. So a positive way to use our phones to help our mental health is phone breathing. So what I'd like you to do is place your finger or your thumb on the bottom left-hand corner of your phone and slowly drag it up to the top left-hand corner. As you do this, breathe in through your nose. When you reach the top, begin to move your finger across from the left corner of your phone to the top right-hand corner of your phone. Hold your breath while you're doing this. When here, begin to slowly move your finger or your thumb down to the bottom right-hand corner of your phone. Breathe out as you do this. Lastly, move your finger from the bottom right corner of your phone to the bottom left corner and hold your breath as you do this and now repeat this exercise five times i find this really relaxing and i know a lot of us are comfortable with having our phones in our hands so this can be a nice way to put it to use and just bring yourself back um to being a little bit more centered when you're feeling wired in in work or traveling or whatever it might be the second mindfulness exercise I'd like to share with you is the five four three two one method. So I guess being busy is one of the backbones of our generation. If we aren't on the go, be it with work, study, sport or socialising, then we're doing something wrong. And amongst all of our busyness, it's easy to fall into a state of automatic pilot where our senses fall into the background and we have full focus on the task at hand. So the 54321 method is a way to bring us back into the present moment and 
check in with ourselves and the world around us. So give this a try. Step one, activate your sense of sight. So sit down in a comfortable position. Make sure your back is up straight and you won't need to move during the process. And then just look around your surroundings and identify five things that you can see. Describe them in your head. Detail things like their colour, their shape and their size. Take your time with this. When ready, you can move on to step two, which activates your sense of touch. Now, close your eyes and reach out and feel four items around you. This could be the chair you're sitting on, a piece of your clothing, or even your own hair. Whatever is in your vicinity is fine. Take your time with this and know how it feels. Is it cold? Is it hot? Is it soft or is it hard? Is it smooth or is it rough? When you complete this, you can move on to step three, which activates your sense of sound. So keeping your eyes closed, just sit and listen. Try to identify three noises that you can hear. Describe them in your mind. Is it a car? Is it someone talking? Is your own breathing? Just sit, listen and identify. Step four, activate your sense of taste. So this can be difficult, so you may need a cup of tea or a square of chocolate with you. You can allow yourself that. So firstly, taste your own mouth as it is. See if you can experience its natural taste. Secondly, take a sip of your tea or place your chocolate in your mouth and experience the change in taste. Is it more sweet? Is it more hot? Is it more enjoyable? When you've done this, you can move on to the last step, step five. So step five activates your sense of smell and generally just calms your mind. So keeping your eyes closed, breathe in through your nose for five seconds. Take in the smell of your surroundings, be it your body odor, the smell of your clothes, or the smell of people around you. Take in the smell of your surroundings and the air in your vicinity. Hold this breath for two seconds before breathing out for five seconds. And that's the 54321 method. I find that really good for just snapping myself back into back into reality when I'm have my head down and have tunnel vision on a particular task and maybe lose sight of it, of the things that are around me. So yeah, I find that really relaxing. 
And the next one that I want to talk to you guys about is the tentor release muscle relaxation exercise. So I don't know about you guys, but for me, a huge amount of my anxiety and my stress resonates in my shoulders and my neck and my head. And I find this exercise just helps to release a bit of that and relax me. And the mind and the body are so closely connected that I find when I have my body that little bit more relaxed that my mind follows suit. So um, with this exercise, if you could just find a quiet place to sit and rest your hands on your lap or on the arms of your chair and just take a few slow, even breaths to begin. Now, focus your attention on the following areas and just be careful to leave the rest of your body relaxed. So the first area we're going to look at is the forehead. So squeeze the muscles in your forehead, pushing your eyebrows to the top of your head and holding them there for 15 seconds. Feel the muscles becoming tighter and tenser. Then when you're ready, slowly release the tension in your forehead and count to 30. Notice the difference in how your muscles feel and the sensation of relaxation. Continue to release the tension in your forehead until it feels completely relaxed. Continue breathing slowly and evenly throughout this. Next area we're going to look at is the jaw. So tense the muscles in your jaw. Push your teeth and your lips together and hold them there for 15 seconds. Then, when you're ready, release the tension slowly and count to 30 seconds. Notice the feeling of relaxation and continue to breathe slowly and evenly. Lastly, we'll move on to the neck and the shoulders. So increase tension in your neck and shoulders by raising your shoulders up towards your ears and hold them here for 15 seconds. Try bring them a little bit higher and then slowly release the tension and bring your shoulders down your back and count to 30. Notice the tension melting away. When you've done this, just enjoy the feeling of relaxation. So that's a really easy one. I, I do that all the time. Even just at my desk, people are probably wondering what I'm doing with my eyebrows and thinking I'm looking at something a bit bizarre on my screen or something. But um, I just find it really relaxing. And you can do that for other parts of your bodies as well, be it your arms or your legs and the whole idea is you just tense as much as you can for 15 seconds and then release and just let your muscles relax so that's a great one to try just day to day 
be it on your commute or, or at your desk or wherever it might be. Then on to another breathing exercise, which is called 478, and it's literally what it says on the tin. So you breathe in for four seconds through your nose, nice and quick. Try to fill your stomach in that time. And then you hold for seven seconds. And then you breathe out for eight seconds with a bit of a whoosh kind of sound through your lips. So you breathe in for four. Hold for seven. And breathe out for eight. And then you just repeat this about four or five times. And again, another really simple breathing exercise just to center yourself if you're feeling a little bit off. We can't be in control of too many things in our day-to-day lives, but breathing is something that we can take control of and, and show our bodies that we're there and we're present. So it's a really easy one to do. And then last but not least the three step breathing space so this is my favorite mindfulness exercise and i do it I, multiple times throughout the day i do it whenever i'm feeling a little bit off or i'm a bit wired or tired or a little bit down and i just find it helps to ground me and feel a little bit more normal so i actually throughout the day at work i take a break maybe every two hours or so and go off to a meeting room and just do this exercise it's really easy you can either do guided like this or you can look up videos online or once you learn the steps you can just do it yourself so like with most of these exercises just sit in a comfortable position close your eyes and begin with step one by attending to what is so sit comfortably and scan your mind and your body What are you thinking about at the moment? What thoughts are playing on your mind? How are you feeling? What emotions are present? Do you have any notable physical sensations in the body? Be it a headache, tense shoulders, back pain or maybe nothing at all everything's okay secondly we're going to focus on the breath so this step narrows the field of attention to a single pointed focus on the breath in the body so slowly breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And notice the feeling of the breath passing in and out of your body. Is the air warm or cold? Are your depths deep or shallow? Repeat this for 10 breaths.
lastly we're going to attend to the body so this step widens our attention again to include the body as a whole and any sensations that are present so again breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth but this time try to breathe the air into any areas of discomfort that you noticed earlier it could be your head your neck your shoulders to try to breathe into these areas and release tension repeat this for 10 breaths and that's that so again just really simple exercise and it's one that I've been told through reading and through doing my mindfulness teacher course at the moment is probably the one that most people use most frequently and I can see why uh, I haven't done it so often myself I just find it really really helpful um, and again it's quick you can do it really easily sometimes you can do it if, if you don't want to close your eyes you can do it at your desk if you're feeling a bit off um, if you can't get away so yeah that's that's really all so just all i wanted to talk about were just that bit about communication and then just talk through a few short exercises that you can do on the day-to-day to to help improve your mental health in the workplace so let me know if you have any questions about them and just try it out and see if it makes a difference in your day-to-day because we have a lot of stressors in life and we need to have the same intercoping mechanism. So hopefully there you've added a couple to your toolbox. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure when there'll be another podcast, if there'll be another podcast, but you'll see more content anyway in the coming weeks and months leading up to Christmas. I know it can be a bit of a down time, especially when the air has gone back and the days are getting darker. Um but yeah, just keep a lookout on our Instagram page, uh, Mental Health Journey underscore, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and we'll be getting more content out there to help you guys have a positive mental health journey throughout the winter months. So thank you and talk to you soon. Bye. A mental health journey.com.